The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. You are listening to Rewritten with Cynthia Ocelli. Our topic today, when you're struggling, do these three things. I'm Cynthia Ocelli, and I want to welcome you to this edition of Rewritten. This is a show where we work to rewrite your limiting, toxic, unhealthy beliefs with empowering truths so that you can go out and create your very best life. I'm having a tremendous time on this topic, both on this show, in my work, and in social media. It's amazing how pervasive the affliction with negative self-beliefs is. What's even more amazing is how untrue those beliefs are. And those beliefs cause us to take actions that sabotage our lives, that stop us from becoming what we were designed and created to be. All of us have a unique set of strengths and capacities, and our goal, our mission, my view of the purpose of our life, of your life, is to express those fully. Your limiting beliefs, the toxic ideas, The false truths that you hold are the thing that separates you from your absolute greatest expression. I couldn't think of any work more important for me to do based on my skill set. I have a lot of education, a lot of opportunities to do a lot of different things, and nothing feels more intentional or rewarding than this. And so I know. I'm where I'm supposed to be. My goal always, and especially in this show, but in everything that I do, is to help you identify where you're supposed to be, what it is that you came here to do, what your strengths are, what the path of you becoming your greatest expression, best self, living your best life looks like. And I know that the thing that's separating you is always you. You are the answer. All of the things that you may have searched for in your life, in relationships, in career, in money, in physical appearance, all of those things, love, acceptance, admiration, recognition, achievement, they all come from inside of you. You can get them on the outside, but they will be very, very temporary. There are so many people, and I have the privilege of working with a lot of them, who have everything you want, and I promise you, it's not enough. The people who come to full, real, whole self-actualization are the ones who have moved past external confirmations of success 
to internal senses of fulfillment, meaning, and purpose. And I'm not against the materialism, the superficialness, the the appearances of success, because there's a lot of learning that happens along the way. And a lot of them are really good for you and for the planet. If you have more success, more abundance, and more affluence than your abilities to heal and contribute positively to be a beneficial presence on this planet are amplified. So I really want you to have everything more than enough. If you are looking at yourself and saying, I want to work out so I can wear this dress and look amazing in it. Great. I'm on board. Not because I care about how you look in that dress. I care about your health. I care about you having a vehicle that you can rely on to carry you through all of the adventures in your life and help you arrive at that greatest expression. So today, I'm going to share with you some of the things that I've been writing about. I, of course, I've been writing a memoir for a very long time, and That's daunting and certainly apparently not enough for me to be satisfied with because I've started writing a nonfiction self-help book alongside it because I'm saying the same things so many times to so many people and watching them transform their lives that I have to encapsulate it. I have to be able to say, here is a resource that everyone can access and use today. It's really important for me to be, I'm, I'm way out there. I am one with the universe co-creating from eternity right here, right now, but I am also grounded, practical, boots on the ground, action oriented. And when you combine those two, that is the sweet spot in co-creation. And that is the place that every door can open for you and your greatest expression can be manifest. So I have to put this together. And one of the things that I'm writing about, a lot of the things I'm going to cover today, but I'm going to just cover some of the things that have come up the most that I'm writing about. When you feel defeated, when you don't want to, when it seems bleak, when it seems impossible, like you've messed it up too much, you've suffered too much misfortune, you've had too much trouble in your past, you've spent too much time, it's too late for you. Your heart is too broken. When you are in that mental state, it is more important than ever for you to invest in yourself. When you feel like it the least is when you need it the most. And this is where you're going to need to pull up some discipline and apply it. And one of the ways that I find I have to use when I'm in this state, and we all get to spend time in this state, I want to dispel the myth that some people out there feel good all the time. I have never encountered it, no matter how successful, no matter how educated, no matter how fluent they are in healing and help and psychology and psychiatry and positive psychology. Everyone, because we're human, we change. We change like everything else. We change. The weather changes. The seasons change. Our moods change. Our feelings change. And our response to what's happening around us changes. So I never want you to believe that you are the one who suffers in silence. You are the only one who feels sadness and can't pick yourself up sometimes. You are never, ever alone. And this is more helpful than I think anyone realizes. This is why it's important that we 
share with one another and that we're vulnerable with one another and that we show other people, yeah, I feel terrible sometimes. Yeah, I was really angry. Yeah, I was really depressed. Yeah, I never thought I would, I would recover from that. That gives us hope and concrete evidence that we do recover and that we can do better and that it does get better. But back to my point, when defeated, when in despair, when in doubt, when in crisis, it is never a bad idea. It is never the wrong move. It is always the right move to invest in yourself. You are your greatest asset. And the more you invest in yourself, the more return you get on that asset. So what are some of the ways that I'm watching people invest in themselves? Healing is a tremendous way. And I think it's finally a little bit becoming a little bit known that all of us have trauma. Trauma is an experience where we felt overwhelmed, couldn't handle it, scared us deeply and sat in our body and can be activated by life circumstances today and sort of cause us to regress into those feelings that we had in that time that we were overwhelmed. Everyone has trauma in some way and to some degree. And depending on your personality type and depending on the intensity of the trauma, we all take it differently. We experience it differently. But no one gets through life unscathed. So let's just normalize that. Because when we normalize it, we can not only support one another, but we can stop feeling like there's something wrong with us or our situation was the worst one and there's no hope for us. When we normalize it, we realize, oh, okay, this is another thing that I'm going to learn. I love when we are able to be this genuine. It is tremendous help for us as a society, as a culture, as a mother, as a family, as a friend, in every capacity of your life. And so much in conflict with the pictures we see on social media of everybody living their ultimate perfect life with their perfect partner looking flawless and, you know, airbrushed, having everything and just being in a state of, oh my God, I just can't believe how good my life is. It couldn't possibly get any better. And we're sitting there going, huh, I don't have that. We all have trauma and we can all do the work to heal and become better healing our limiting beliefs, releasing the past, transmuting the locked energy inside of us and reaching a point that, yeah, we're still going to have bad days, but our worst day is somewhere in the area that our best day used to be. And that's what I really want to help you do is raise the floor on your worst times and worst emotional states. Investing in yourself is a way to do that. As you invest in yourself, you are going to grow and you are going to earn your own self-worth. People value what is valued. As you invest in yourself and value yourself, you are training the world to value you. Whatever you want from the world, start giving it to yourself. Start making yourself the kind of person that, oh, I, I won't disrespect her because she comes with too much self-respect. I can't. It really is 
powerful and it's entirely under your control. So in those moments, again, you're going to dig into your own discipline. And my recommendation to you is not to ruminate, not to think about it. Schedule out what you're going to do to invest in yourself. And yep, you don't want to do it. Do it anyway. Don't think about how much you don't want to do it. If you need to barter with yourself, just say, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get it started. I'm going to go and initiate because that's 50% of it. And I'm going to do it for, if it's a workout, you're going to go to work out for an hour. I'm going to do it for at least 10 minutes. If it's writing, you're writing your book. I'm going to do it for at least 500 words. Hello, that's me. If you are working on a psychology book, and there are some great ones out there. One of my next shows is going to be the top five self-help books I know right now, 2023. And there are some amazing books out there. So stay tuned for that show. Working on yourself isn't always comfortable. Working on yourself isn't as easy as sitting down and watching Netflix. And it's going to take your discipline. You discipline yourself to it to start and sustain it for at least some minimal amount of time. Because it is not your massive efforts that last and change your life. It is your tiny micro changes that create new habits and change your life. For me recently, after the holidays, I decided, okay, I I feel my body getting stiff and I am a lifelong dance yoga person. Stiff body, I've never felt that before. I've watched other people walk around. My mom used to get up and she'd hobble around. She'd be stiff and she was only like 60. And I'd be like, God, I don't even understand that. Well, I started to feel stiff. And I was thought, okay, no, I'm changing that. And I knew that I used to have a five day a week yoga practice. Now I had a no day a week yoga practice. Instead of going, I got to get back to my five day a week practice. I committed that this week I will attend one yoga class. And that was easy. And I did that. And it wasn't a hard yoga class. I did not challenge myself. I went to a class that I knew I would finish and feel like, yeah, I could do this again. I'll I'll come and do this tomorrow. And here we are a few weeks later, several weeks later, and I'm up to four classes a week effortlessly. And I don't feel stiff anymore. If I had decided I'm going to start with four classes a week, nothing would have happened. It's too much. So small incremental changes week after week after week. Uh, When I want to feel healthier, I feel like I'm not eating well enough. I'm not thinking about all the massive changes I'm going to make. I'm doing something simple. I'm going to add three whole servings of green vegetables to my diet today, this week. Um, if I, if that's too much for me, I'm going to do three every other day, but I'm going to take something tiny and manageable that I can figure out when I start it. That doesn't really interrupt my day, but that starts a new trend. That's how new habits are made. And that's how to do it in a way that feels good. Like I'm being added to not taken away. I did not strike Uh, the beautiful little chocolates I was eating too much of from my diet, I just added some more in and let them edge the chocolates, not out, but down. And it's great. You need to use your discipline and you need to use your love on you. And what's wonderful about this is as you train yourself to move through the world this way, guess what other people are going to have to do in order to match you, in order to be around you. They're going to have to use their discipline and their love. And this works. So that's my first one. Always invest in yourself. Do it when you don't feel like it. When you don't want to do it the most is when you need it the most. 
Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24 through 26, at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. If you were to come into my coaching practice and we were to start, our focus to, to begin in order for us to have a shot at success, we would have to cover what I call the fundamentals, the foundations. And recently in the documentary Stutz on Netflix from the psychiatrist Phil Stutz, he stated that these three things make up 85% of mental well being and health eat well, move, So exercise often and sleep enough. What does that mean? Well, you want to have enough nutrition, not be getting your, you know, not be subsisting on junk food. You want to sleep enough. That's seven to nine hours for most people every night. And you want to move and break a sweat. That could be as simple as you walk away from your house or your work or wherever at a good clip. 10 minutes and you turn around and you walk back three days, four days a week and you work up to it. So maybe it's five minutes out and five minutes back two times this week. And then you'll add another day on. But those three things are 85% of mental well-being. Well, think about it. I could be the best coach in the entire world. But if I can only influence that extra 15% and you don't do your 85%, We have no real chance at making lasting change. What that also means is that right now, with no other focus, you making those three things happen for yourself on a regular basis are 85% of the way there. I work in the 15%. I work in mindset and positive feeling and connecting with your best self and your best life and letting that be a magnet to draw you forward so that you can express that. But again, what chance would I have if you didn't take care of your 85%? So take care of your 85%. And then when it comes to the 15%, in my next show, top five books on self-healing and health for 2023, you can really make a big dent in that 15% for yourself. And then when you want to reach higher and go further, working with a coach, or if you're struggling with family of origin challenges that you developed coping mechanisms that are not helpful for you today, and you'd like to change those working with a talented and skilled therapist, there's your 15% to work on. Something that I love for a daily practice for everyone, because we're not taught about our feelings. Okay. Our feelings come up I said this in a a clip on social media recently, and it really resonated with a lot of people. We are not logical beings who get emotional sometimes. We are emotional beings who get logical sometimes. And as our emotions come up, because we're not taught to work with them, to allow them, we're taught to repress them, they come up and we 
don't know what to do. We think because they feel so intense that they must be our instinct or our intuition protecting us and telling us what to do. Instinct and intuition are present moment experiences that are soft and subtle. Uh, I was talking to a client this week about getting into relationships. She kept getting into relationships that were with people who weren't good for her. They, they just were not healthy relationships. These people were not healthy. They were harmful. And she was like, I don't understand. And why do I keep doing this? And I, I just thought that it was going to be so good. And I asked, was there ever a moment in the beginning that something was uncomfortable, something was weird, something was just a little off? And she said, yeah, there was. There was one. I had that experience in the very beginning once. And I said, what'd you do with it? And she said, I talked myself out of it. And I pointed myself to other things. I told myself I shouldn't be judgmental and I shouldn't be rash. And it wasn't a strong feeling. So I just thought I was being too critical or too picky. No, that little uncomfortable knowing that shows up, gets our attention, comes off small. Like if I was sitting next to you, I'd go, wait a minute, what was that? That's not quite right. I don't know if that's good for you. Like if I said that to you, that's kind of that inner voice. It comes like that. And you have to have the presence to remember it, acknowledge it, and investigate it. Instead, we think that it's going to come in this loud, booming feeling like, oh my God, be afraid, or oh my God, be rageful and angry. This is terrible. Or burst into tears. Look at how awful this is. No, that's the energy of our emotions coming through. And if we respond to those by reacting, by taking action based on those intense feelings, we're not going to do well. There was a purpose for this. There was a, a purpose for us to have these high reactive emotions. And when we needed to you know, freeze or bolt to save our physical lives, it was great, right? That, that did make all the sense in the world. We're not in those circumstances now. When we respond with intense emotion and let that emotion make our decisions. So we do something in reaction, something that's often very rash. I don't want to do this anymore. This relationship is over. I know this will never work. It could never work. Look at this. I can't believe this. Or I'll never be okay again. I'm broken. I'll never recover. Or I'm terrified and I got to lash out and protect myself because I'm threatened. My survival is threatened right now when it really usually normally is not. We haven't realized that it's important for us to feel our feelings and honor them because they will sit in our bodies and undermine us if we don't, but not to take them as intuition and instinct and guidance. We need to be able to sit with our emotional self. And here's a process I love sitting for 15 minutes every day. And instead of meditating, which I love to meditate, feel. Feeling is from the neck down. It is not thinking. It is sitting and breathing and searching our body for how, just an, an observation of how we're feeling in different places. And then it's using the techniques so brilliantly described in Michael Singer's The Untethered Soul, letting the heart do its job, which is to purify emotion, positive and negative, by allowing it to move through our heart center. 
Now, if that doesn't make sense to you, if you're like, I don't want to hear that chakra talk, great. Allow it to move through your body. Breathe and feel. 15 minutes a day. No analysis, no judgment, no dissecting, no ruminating about the feelings. Just feeling. This is incredibly powerful. You will feel better. You are honoring your experience. And it's uncomfortable often. I had an experience recently that was sort of a uh, flashback. It made me flashback. It was a legal experience and I, it was involving people who I were, was involved a long time ago in a legal case that was scary for me because it threatened things that were deeply important to me. Now the threats are over, the window has closed, I'm completely safe. But when this loose end came up, I was transported, triggered, regressed to that time, to that moment. And all of these feelings came up. And thankfully, after doing this work for so long, I was able to witness it and observe myself and say, oh, I'm triggered right now. I'm feeling inside as though I'm 18 years in the past, 18 years in the past and going through an experience and I'm threatened. Now I'm not threatened. I'm not threatened at all in real in reality, but it doesn't matter because what happens in our inner emotional world feels more real than whatever the external reality is. So my go-to, my process, because I was aware, which if you're aware, you can you have so much more power. My process was to sit, stop thinking. I'm not going to talk myself out of it. You can't stop an emotional reaction with a logical analysis, not initially at least. What needed to happen was I sat, stopped thinking, focused on my heart area, breathed, and allowed whatever I was feeling to come through. And it was uncomfortable, felt scary, felt threatened, felt sad, felt anxious, felt afraid, felt worried, felt the absence of those things as it moved, felt a little more grounded, felt a little more understanding that I'm actually safe. My frontal lobes turned on, forebrain turned on. There's no threat here. I'm honoring my feelings, but I'm not going to react to that. And I'm not going to let my day spiral out with anxiety. And I'm not going to lock it up and deny it. I'm just going to allow these old feelings that are still here that I didn't fully get through to move. And I'm not going to live, not taking advice from them, not taking direction from them. I'm going to allow them. And then I'm going to make a decision and take my next step when I'm calm. This action, doing this process, when you are triggered, when you are anxious and when you're not. So you sit there and maybe, maybe you're just having a great day and you're going to sit there and feel that your heart's going to be open and you're going to feel in Michael Singer's book. He talks about samskaras, the 
the, the feelings locked in the body, the energy locked in the body. And his premise is that you want to let it all go positive and negative, no holding, let it flow through you so that you are never closed, never repressing positive or negative anything. He likens it to driving down a road and the trees pass and the signs pass and the cars pass and everything just passes. You notice it, you're parallel with it. It recedes behind you and you're going through your life free. Highly recommend you develop a practice of allowing yourself to feel. And remember, feeling is from the neck down. And feeling is not about dissecting, ruminating, analyzing, judging, criticizing. It's about purifying. Huge benefit there. Another thing. When you are, I love the quote, is it Carl Jung? When you're going through hell, keep going. I love the concept of positive disintegration. That means that everything seems to be breaking down, but it has to happen for your growth and for you to break through. I am an avid believer in this. I believe like Napoleon Hill said, and I don't remember it, so I'm paraphrasing, in every adversity, there's an opportunity for growth. I had my greatest growth in all of my life through my greatest challenges. They usually, that growth usually came just after I hit rock bottom and felt like there was no hope for me. And when I was going through it, the first few times I went through it and couldn't see the process at play, I was like, wow, this is it. This is how you reach destruction. This is how you get at the bottom and you stay there. And the beautiful thing about us and about life is that everything changes. Everything. Nothing is excluded, including feelings. And so I would hit that rock bottom and then time would pass and I would start to feel some core uh, attributes, some core personality attributes that I have, which is that I go down, but I don't stay down. I love life. I love love. I love healing. I love alchemy. I love taking the negative and turning it into a positive. And so I would begin to stir. And that's where my quote came from. And this quote is the foundation of the nonfiction self-help book I'm writing. For a seed to achieve its greatest expression, it must come completely undone. Its shell cracks, its insights come out, And for someone who doesn't understand growth, it would look like complete destruction. That, to me, is positive disintegration. Growth. Understand that hard things are hard, and your emotions are true, and the life can be so unfair, and there's an opportunity for you, and that your best days can still be ahead of you. And you have a tremendous amount of influence over that. There are things in life that we don't have control over, and those are the things that we must surrender to. We must just allow and accept and use our faith to reassure ourselves that, you know, I'm going to be all right. But there are more things, so many more things, that are directly within your control. 
that you can create a life filled with wonder and joy and meaning from wherever you are right now. And the things I've shared in this show, not very many things, but very powerful things, investing in yourself, having a feeling practice, understanding positive disintegration, those are the holy grail of your transformation. And they are always available to you. And if by chance you are hearing this and you are in a place that they are not available to you right now because you are too much underwater, too deep underwater, fine. Everything changes, including feelings. Allow that change and come back to it. All right. Thank you so much for being with me today. In our next show, I'm going to go over the top five books for self-healing in 2023. I encourage you to grab one that resonates with you and get on with creating the next best year of your life, being, living as your very best self and actively, intentionally co-creating using the power of the universe and the material realm to practically manifest your best life. Have a beautiful week. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.